It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode four. School crew, tried and true. All right, good morning, good afternoon, happy commute, happy plan time. Or maybe you just took a day off, like a mental health day, and you're just chilling right now, and you're like, I'm going to listen to some punk rock classrooms, but <laughs> thank you for being here with us today. I'm Mike, principal extraordinaire out of Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, an assistant principal from Mesa, Arizona, and we are super stoked that you are with us for the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we talk about sprinkling that passion, that unity, and that DIY, that punk rock ethos into our classrooms, into our schools, so that we can get the best schools possible uh, and classrooms possible for our kids. Mike, we are on the hunt this year in season four to really look at where we're seeing all the stuff we've been talking about in our buildings, right? We're both um, now in an administrative role. You've been in one for a while. Last year was kind of a quasi one for me, but this year I'm, I'm fully in that admin role. And so, you know, we, we want to talk about where we are seeing sort of like these ideas when we talk about, you know, for us, you know, the things that we talk about are, you know, you know, making a scene, teaching with passion, finding your crew, those ideas, where are we seeing them on our campuses? And, and, Early on, our very first episode, we kind of talked about our favorite things. Episode two, we really dove into how we are seeing like relationships, unity and community, where we're seeing that, um, you know, where we're seeing unity on our campuses. Today, we're going to talk about how we're seeing that crew, how we're seeing that scene being built on our campuses, how we're seeing people come together. And I think that's one of those things you want to see early on in the school year, right? We, we want to yes. see our teams come together. We want to see our, our staff come together to get things done. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, and then we, I got, I, I threw it out and I said, all right, crew, what's something you want to talk about punk or education? I got a, I got a music question for us to wrap up today too. So we're nice. going to, we're going to have a little question to go nice. to. So here we go. Let's start this right here. All right, Mike, when we talk about building that crew, getting folks together. What does that mean for you as, as a principal, when we talk about this idea of like, okay, we want that crew mentality. What does that mean for you? And and how have you seen that on your campus this year so far? Yeah. For me, like the crew mentality, like thinking back to, you know, uh, the days of, of, you know, being young punks, we've talked about before, you know, when everyone's all in, you got your friends making flyers and passing them out and talking to promoters and, you know, the internet wasn't really around. I mean, it was, but it was such a small, you know, thing. So it was a lot of us doing it ourselves, getting the word out, helping friends, bands out and whatnot. And for me, looking, you know, as an educator, when I, when our staff comes together, it's there, there's kind of two things and one you know everyone helps to to create that culture and climate of the building yeah. it's it's not like you know an administrator helps kind of lead it or guide it but it really is everybody because if if you know my staff's not behind kind of my vision of you know putting relationships first and sel you know they're not gonna buy into it so right that's that's one of it seeing the crew come together for for the culture of of a campus but also and this is really apparent this is probably most of the stuff i'll talk about today is coming together to to problem solve to solve issues yeah that are happening because 
so many times, you know, we've kind of seen it where uh, schools and, you know, we've all been guilty of it before, or I, and I've been guilty of it, where you kind of assume, oh, the higher ups or someone else is going to handle this. Someone else is going to fix this. Oh, this kid is struggling a- academically. Well, I'm going to send him to, you know, RTI and their specialist and they're going to fix it. Or they're reading gonna, labs is going to do it, right? Yeah. Go, go to the reading lab and they'll fix you. And then if that doesn't work, then, then they'll submit you for special ed yeah. um, referral and testing. So kind of, you know, you we've seen a lot where this year and it, our staff is really coming together and all kinds of, of issues, academics, um, behavior, where it's like, look, we're not just going to push this off on one department. We are all part of finding yeah. the solution. Um, and it's interesting because our superintendent every year comes up with a word for the year. Like that's our theme. This year he chose intervention. Um, and, and his reason behind it was he chose it because he said, like, this is the year, you know, we're kind of back in, into it, but we're really not because this is a year we're all seeing those deficits from the pandemic, right? Yeah. Like, we got third graders, like, at beginning reading levels because these were the kids who were sent home. Yeah. And then they were online. So for us, like, some of the things I'm seeing is, you know, I, I think I alluded to it on our previous episode, but we created one for behavior, um, a behavior intervention team, right? Yeah. And it's it's comprised of myself, our assistant principal. Um, we have a school psychologist in our building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two social workers this year, so both social workers. Um, <clears throat> and we have our uh, a self, our four or five self-contained teacher, um, who she has an amazing background dealing with severe like um, special needs and behavior. So she's yeah. on our and. Um, our co-taught teacher. And what we've been doing is we'll kind of pinpoint like, all right, this kid is having all of these behaviors that, you know, just you cannot have at school that aren't acceptable. They're not special ed. Even if we were to get referral for, for that, you know, it's going to take the 60 days to go through. So we're like, we can't just sit here and not help a kid. Right. We can't sit here and not help a kid. We can't sit here and and let this happen. Yeah. Right. And so this, this team, what we've been doing, and we met maybe three times, we'll sit down as a team. We kind of will discuss, here's who we want to talk about. You know, my, myself and the assistant principal, like here's who we're seeing a lot in our office. Here's who we're getting called for almost daily. Yeah. Um, So we talk about that kid, kind of what we've seen. Then we bring in that classroom teacher okay, what have you been doing? What interventions have you been providing for this child? And we, we you know, take notes. We see that we're finding time. Our, our one, four, five teacher, she's going in on her own time. You know, yeah. she's not putting in a timesheet. She's going in on her own time to do observations, to see what she sees. Then we're coming back together and we're problem solving of yeah. how can we fix this? And it's nice because other teachers even who maybe don't have that child that we're discussing that week or whatnot know them because they've built relationships they're trying to help and they're we're, it's just this josh yeah. it's just this this idea where you've got all, like a think tank all of these minds coming together what can we do and then you know our goal is we're going to keep going through the year picking 
you know, we kind of yeah, got, well, we, you know, what's that new intervention you can do? What's that right. new thing you can try? What's that new, you know, how can we, how can we reach this kid? We think about, you know, the, the sort of like, what's the, you know, what's the economy for that kid, right? What right. gets that, th- that kid motivated and how can we, you know, do those, you know, how can we work on that behavior, on that response to stimulus, whatever it is in the classroom, how, how can we adjust that for that kid? How can we help them out? Yeah, I totally get that. Man. I mean, cause I've seen in, in, then I'll, then I'll shut up here, but I've seen, you know, when I was a teacher in middle school, <clears throat> AP, and then the eight years I've been a uh, principal, you know, you've got sometimes these teachers who will have these students and everyone just kind of backs off. Right. And they're like, <laughs> oh, oh, that man, that's Josh's class. Good yeah. luck with him. And then you feel like you're just kind of stuck on an Island by yourself. Right. right? Yeah. And you've got no help and support. So it's, it's so refreshing this year that i think you know to have this this crew mentality like no we're stronger together we're here right, for each right. other we're here for every single kid whether they're not in my classroom or they are so it's um that's that's one of the biggest things we've seen and i and it's really you know fills my heart josh it fills my bucket <laughs> up i think you know I, together i i think that that idea of you know making sure that you know, we're using the expertise of people on our campus, right? Whether yes. that's your social workers, your psychologists, you know, your self-contained teacher who's able to able to kind of give their expertise on on what they've done before. I, I we've got a similar thing. We have a behaviorist on campus part time on one of my campuses this, this year, and she's been fantastic. She's going into rooms. She's helping teachers like formalize, you know, their, their PBIS system in their yeah. classrooms and, and make those help develop those systems and push them along. She's been, you know, she's got those kids, right. The kids that were, that we're working with, right. Are frequent flyers, whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and it's a lot of, it's a lot of younger kids this year. The same thing you said, right. This, these are all kids who have had, you know, like that K to three experience has been really tough for them. Right. It hasn't been school for it them, hasn't you know? been school for them. Um, and, and you know, working with them to understand, you know, how do we how do we fix you know not I don't fix isn't the right word, but you know what I mean, like overcome yeah, yeah. these sort of these barriers and these and these issues with kids. How do we how do we help them overcome them? How do we develop a method to sort of reach those kids and seeing mm-hmm. everybody come in on it is that crew idea, right? Like we're all in this together. We're all doing this together. Um, you know. For me, one of the things I'm seeing this year is kind of kind of similar, but it, it's it's um, I it's third grade, right? We have this, you know, we looked it's at the our end of the year. Grade. We looked at our end of the year data last year. We've, you know, we have, you know, our um, benchmark data, statewide data, and then we have screening data that that we have, right? So all of these different assessments we do, and then progress monitoring yeah. throughout the year and. We were looking at our data and just our up uh, our second graders last year who are now third graders this year, it is just apparent that there are just lots of there's lots of lost learning opportunity. Right. Right. I don't want to say gaps because I, I think they're all quite capable of of doing it. We just they didn't have normal school, right? Right. So for right. them first year that real foundational learn you know like kindergarten's really foundational but first grade is really when you lean into that you know reading and doing and and and, and going beyond that they just that wasn't normal for them we had 80 right. days we were virtual we you know kids got pulled out you think about you know in order to keep kids safe we were wearing masks but that really 
prevents a lot of articulation work with students and a lot of like, you know, when you're working with a small group and they all have masks on and you have a mask on, it's hard to always hear right. where the where the gaps are. Right. Um, so we're you know, working with that. And my third grade team this year has taken a we're all in thing. Right. That's awesome. So what we've got is we've had we have a reading lab, right? We have a reading interventionist and we, she has an, an aide. So there are two people who are usually running our reading lab. They at most pull maybe 10 kids into reading lab. Okay. Right. At a time for that grade level. They take like, you know, your your 10 tier three, maybe 12 max, tier three kids in a grade level. We just had way more than that this year. Yeah. Like that's there, that's just the reality of it, right? Right. We couldn't just say we're only gonna we're only gonna help these twelve kids in reading lab. So what third grade did this year is they developed this idea of like, okay, we're gonna be all in. So they they are taking over the thinker space. We have a it okay. used to be a computer lab on one side, and like there's a there was a big accordion wall that kept it from another classroom, right? Well, we I haven't took, seen an accordion wall in years. We took I'm, the I'm jealous. The accordion wall came out. We had the accordion <laughs> wall taken out. It's one giant thing. It's our thinker space this year. And so for intervention period, it's built into our day, a 45 minute intervention uh, time. Third grade takes over that. And they've okay. spread out all three third grade teachers are in there. Two are two folks from the reading lab are in there. So that's five adults. Then we've got uh, our instructional coach is in. She's like, okay, I'm helping. I'm doing this. And then we have someone who helps run our thinker space. So all of those people, seven people are in that room with three classrooms worth of kids, small groups tackling this, looking at interventions for as many kids as possible and working through that intervention time. So not only these kids getting that sort of, I mean, it's built into our curriculum, that one, you know, that, that small group reading time is built into our curriculum. But then on top of that, this group said, you know what, we've got, we've got too many kids. We need to help. We can't just do it in our classroom by ourselves. We can't just ship them. We just can't ship, you know, out of three classrooms, 12 (laughs) kids to get, you know, high intensity intervention. So we're going to do it together and we're going to do it in one space and we're going to spread out through two classrooms and have all of these small groups. So each of them can take a small group of kids. And so your kids on the high end, there might be more of them in that group. Their stations might yeah, you know, yeah. split their stations up a couple different ways, but we're able to, in that 45 minutes, really hit you know, 15 minutes of, of really good intervention as we rotate kids through and kind of really do that during those 45 minutes, we're able to do those really small group, high intensity work with those kids. And, and this is something that we didn't say, Hey, third grade, this is what we want you to do. We didn't say, okay, use this space. They came together as a team. They, brought the reading interventionists along with it and they reached out to our instructional coach and other than we what we need to do this and they came together came up with this whole thing and said this is how we're going to do it so like to me that is the epitome of that crew mentality right oh definitely it's no longer the 20 some kids in my classroom third grade is it's my grade right it's our grade we're going to do this all of these kids are our kid we're all going to work with all of them and i think the really cool thing about that is you lean on each teacher's strength right right so our reading interventionist is able to kind of really take that the 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 tier the heavy tier three group right, right? 
And then you've got, you know, um, one of the teachers who can do that, you know, that extension with kids. Right. Right. And, and take those kids beyond. And and instead of just going right, like, oh, well, my extension kids, I'm going to sit them over there and they're going to do this online version of extension. Right. You really get to get in front of them because we have seven adults in that room. Yeah, with this grade level, Just really working it. And, you know, during that time, we've got you know, special ed teachers who can come in and can also give some support to our students with, with IEPs. And the great thing about it is like, if they're working with students with IEPs, they can also, you know, provide services to students who maybe aren't like, they're working with kids in groups and they, those other kids benefit from that small group instruction as well. So it's been really cool to see them come up with this, do it and tackle it. You know, we're hoping it has the impact that we want it to have, but I think- We met with them, you know, and they are all about, well, we're going to try it. And if it doesn't work, we're going to tweak it. And if that doesn't work, we're going to tweak it. And if you know what I mean, like they are in it this year as a team to really do that work. And to me, that's just that is that punk rock idea of. You know, who's your crew? Who's going yeah. with you? Right. How are we going to get this done together? And and I think like I, I, I know that can't happen every grade because we just don't have the time or, or people right. to, to do that every, in 45 minute increments every day, because then my instructional coach isn't doing her job as an instructional right. coach. I, our thinker space is no longer a thinker space. Right. But we found this really high need group of students and our third graders, and we have just honed in on it to help, to help that. And, and to me, it's exciting to go in that room and see and hear you can hear it when you get close, right? Yeah. They talked about, well, day one, it was a little louder than we wanted it to. I'm so we, sure. re- we, re- we rearranged the f- the furniture and we think we got it, right? But it's never going to be quiet in there because it's, no. it's students learning and they're all learning together. So kids know it's not like, oh, they got pulled out because they've got it. Like they're all right. together. They're all learning. there. They're all learning together, all moving forward. And I think to me, that's, that's the coolest part about it is utilizing this space and and doing something rad for kids for it and really helping out this this high needs group of of third graders who if you're in elementary i think we're all seeing that right now kindergarten kindergarten and third grade there's those are my those are my two this year man it's yeah and you know like it's it's interesting why some things you said I, i like that your staff like where your third grade at least was able to say look we can't do what we've always done right just like like my staff you know we can't just let we can't tackle behaviors i don't even want to say discipline but just behaviors that students don't realize because you know i've seen so many parents have said well yeah we've let them we just let them do that at home okay well they that's why they think it's okay here but for the staff to know we need to do something different right and i it's it's Oh, I had a train of thought that I was going to say after that, man, but I forgot now. It'll come to me. But just that's what I wanted to ask you. Have you seen, have any other grade levels kind of looked? And like you said, you don't have the time in a a schedule to do it for everybody. But has anyone else kind of looked at it like, man, that's a great idea. Like, I want 
So, you know, we've, we've kind of been, you know, for a couple of, you know, we've done this walk to read program with reading intervention, right? So where kids go what to go get what they need. So yeah. during intervention time, some go to reading labs, some go to, you know, their special education case manager teacher. Some of them, like those three grade, those three teachers in that grade level will, one will get the kids who need the, that tier three intervention. Some will get the extension kids, right? And they'll do that. So we've done that for a while, but we've, I, we've never seen it this sort of, okay. We're diving yeah. in. We're going to bring even more people in and really do this all in one space. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah. We do have our sixth grade team is they've got a student teacher. So they're really working on teaming. They've got a special ed teacher who who is she does five, six. She's our five, six special ed teacher. And so right. she's been kind of pushing into classes. They did that last year. It was really great to see the sixth grade team utilize their, their, their student teacher and a special ed teacher to do small groups yeah. within, within two classrooms and really just, okay, you guys were doing, and they did it a lot for math last year, right? So they, they really broke up math into those small groups. So the special education teacher would come in, she'd take her, she'd she'd work with her kids on her caseload, but also some of the students who just needed that higher tier three support for math. And then the, then the student teacher would take another group and then the two other teachers, they'd break them in. So in two classrooms, you had four adults. So four adults for 60 kids, a little less than 60 kids, right? That's a pretty good yeah, it's not the best good. ratio in the world, but that's a pretty good ratio it's, yeah. for sixth grade, right? To be able to kind of break that down and, and and work with kids. So we've been trying that. It's a it's a model that we're really leaning into in my district is this teaming model. Yeah. Right? So not not where it's departmentalization, where like I'm the math teacher, you're the English teacher, right? But this idea of how do we how do we utilize our strengths to support kids all day long? Right? I like so, that. How do we divide that up? Maybe I am the expert. Maybe I am the expert math teacher. So I help plan that really engaging lesson, but we all do it. And maybe our math time is at the same time. So we'll, we'll put those kids where they can, you know, we'll do that intervention time and we're, we're able to kind of divide those kids up, not just in my room where I have to try to run three small groups by myself, but as a team of three teachers, how can we create you know, we talk about station rotations in elementary all the time. How do we expand that between classrooms and make yeah. that even better? You know? I like that. Yeah, yeah, we it's I we met this past week um, because before the pandemic, our school um, was a commendable school with a targeted subgroup. You know, our CWD. I, I talked about this on the podcast years ago. You know, our special ed students didn't ma- hit that imaginary benchmark yeah. the state put. So right. <laughs> because of the pandemic, we've still been stuck with that label. Um, so we still get funding. We still have to do like, you know, there's there's a process and things yeah. we need to do yearly. So we met with, um, <clears throat> it was Thursday. It was our regional office, a rep from them. We did a deep dive analysis on our English language arts state assessment data. Yeah. You know, to see and, you know, it again, I'm not going to, you know, we got, we got this music question we got to talk about, but again, (laughs) that team, um, I don't want to say when we used to do this, you know, we used to kind of jump to go through the hoops to get done what we needed to get done. This meeting felt different where everyone was like, all right, this is what we found in fourth grade. How can we help attack and how can we bring this to the fourth grade team? But what I wanted to share is that representative said, across the state and yeah. i'm and i'm assuming this is across the country because you mentioned third grade as well yeah she said third grade yep is like 
it's it's they they've been hit the hardest of oh, any sure. grade level with the effects of this and it's it's things are and our special ed director came to our last staff meeting and she said we didn't anticipate our kids would be this far behind like we all knew like there might be some learning loss and this and that but she's like and it's kind of true like some of our kids not all of them right not all of them but right. some are just far and it's not their fault right but we need like these things that you you guys are doing that we're doing and i'm sure every school is coming up with we can't always you know if nothing changes nothing changes you can't keep right. doing what for we've sure. always done <clears throat> yeah so we need these we need these team approaches to tackle these academic issues, these behavior issues, these SEL issues, you know, yeah. every, everything. So, and, 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 you know, putting that crew all in is where it's at, right? Like getting that crew yeah. mentality together and going, okay, it's not my class. It's so I'm not going to worry about it. It's not my grade level. I'm not going to worry about it. It's how do we, how do we all work together to, to, to right. kind of jump those barriers, get through those things together as a group. Um, so Mike and I want to hear, like, how are you getting your crew together? Let us know. We want to share it on an episode. You can tag us on social media, whether that's Twitter or Instagram. We'll share those handles out later. Or you can send us a message. You can, you know, shoot us an email, uh, punkrockclassrooms at gmail.com. We want to be able to share. How are you seeing your crew come together? Let us know. We want to talk about it. We want to hear about it. We want to share it on the show. Uh, but it's, it's punk rock time, Mike. I mean, we could talk about the importance of getting that crew together for another half an hour, I'm sure. So we got it. I reached out and I said, hey, we're recording a new episode tomorrow. Any members of the crew have questions for us, education or punk related? Uh, our pal Trevor Terry asked nice. this question and this might be tough. So we might only have to give one one track. Oh, those. yeah. I, top, see, I see in the question. Top three tracks in steady rotation. So uh, what is a song that you always put on? Like, what's the thing, right? You're running, you're training for a marathon, you like 20 mile run. What's a song you have to have in order oh. to like, what's a song you play a lot through the year? What gets you through? Oh, man, I know this is such a tough question. Cause my, a tough uh, yo, question. I'm in the middle of training for, well, not in the middle, the marathon's in two weeks, but I've got, you know, a playlist of 400 something songs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have like a go-to, like where I'm starting. What's a, well, what's track? a record? Like, what's a record you always go back to? Maybe it's not a track, but what's a band or record that you always are like, yep, I need to listen to that. You know, I, honestly, um, I, I will pick a track um, okay. from it's a rancid track. It's from uh, the Indestructible record, and it's the title track, Indestructible, because I remember so many times um, it's it's on the playlist. Obviously, almost that whole album is on there. I know a lot of people didn't like that rancid album; they didn't think it was one of the. I I loved it, but um, you know, he Tim wrote that when he had just divorced from Brody. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of songs about like picking yourself back up, having your crew behind you to pick you up. And so that song indestructible, I can't tell you like how many times, like, you know, it would just kind of come on when I'm in some of those later miles and it's the <laughs> perfect message to know, like, all right, yeah. you got this, keep going. Yeah. So that's, that's one of mine. Are we going to do like, I'll do one. You'll do one. I just, so I like, for me, it's really hard. Like what's a song. I don't know that I always go to a song, but there's an album that will always get played. It's all like, there's, there's some time during, I don't like, I all will always go back to this album and it's been that way 
for a long time. Uh, face to face by face to face. That self-titled okay. record is a record I will always go back to. I, I I wouldn't say it's my favorite punk album ever. Right. Maybe I would, but like it, it's not my favorite record ever. But it is one of those quintessential albums that I'm like, okay, I need I need something to kickstart my day or whatever it is. I will go listen to that record face to face by face to face. And the bass lines, the drive of it, it's not fast. It's not that right. punk, right? But it is that driving, straightforward punk rock. And Face to Face is one of my punk, my favorite punk bands. So that record by Face to Face is great. And really, I mean, the first album on there, the first song on there, Resignation, is a, is a fantastic first track. Great record. That is probably one of my go-to albums. I will always listen to that record. And I, I guess another one other thing I've noticed... Mm-hmm. I run better when I've got some some horns, man. <laughs> so I've, got, I've got there's a lot of Catch Twenty Two. There's a lot of of Voodoo Glow Skulls. A lot of Kill Lincoln. I mean, like all of these, you know, Blue Meanies. Um, there's a lot of ska and ska punk on my on yeah. my playlist. Um, there's something there's about something... horns that are up, uplifting, man. Yes, they get, they, it just that the right horn going. parts hit and you smile while you're running, right? Yeah, it just <laughs> gets you going. Um, one song, I was just go, kind of going through my playlist. Um, one song that <clears throat> that I do always get pumped up when it comes on is Saddam Agogo by Gwar. <laughs> like, and that has horns in it. Yeah. They've got horns that song, but there's something about I was never a huge war fan, um, but there's something about that song that just always fired me up. Um so that that's you know, that's that's kind of one of those oddball songs you just throw on there. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh for me, there's uh there's a record by a band called Lionheart. It's called Welcome to the West Coast. Uh I jump back to this album whenever I need like that tough sort of like uh hardcore punch. It's it's pretty heavy. Um it's it's really it's just it's uh, LHHC, so it's Lionheart Hardcore is the name of the song uh, from the album uh, Welcome to the West Coast. And it is, you know, it's like, where are you at? We're in Northern California. What you banging? LHA. And it's a great right. sort of like gang vocal line. Yeah. And so whenever I, w- I need gang vocals to shout along to, that's a really great track to, to, nice. to get my gang vocals on. <laughs> yeah. I I can't pick another one. I know, but there's so there's like it's there's there's so like if I was running right now, like I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd be this one, two, three right here. But you know, it's it, like definitely indestructible and definitely like you know, guar. Um, <laughs> such a such a like a a good. <laughs> right. Two things. Uh, you know, I, so let's let's wrap. I mean, what have you been listening to right now? Let's wrap the show. What's the, what's the album you've been listening to right now? We just took, we did just talk music, but is there something that's been on your playlist this week? Yeah, it came out. And I got a feeling we're going to see another post of it later this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, that new X side record, man. It's you know that new full length dropped and so it's, good. It's so good. Like those three tr- those three tracks dropped a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, literally, like they say, oh, it's a teaser. Like it was such a teaser. It's like I need, I need right. the rest of my. I, I can't wait. I can't wait two more weeks. Yeah, that Exide so, record is great. I think you and I will probably both make that art. That'll probably yeah. be our pick of the week next week. Uh, well, to, when you listen to this, it'll be our pick of the week tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Monday. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah. 
Like that's our, that, I mean, that is, that's one of those albums. I was like, okay, I've been waiting for it. It's here. It's great. It's fantastic. Go check it out. It's on new morality zine. Um, our pal from new morality zine, who's been on the show before, um, you know, it is it just fine and great stuff to put out. So yeah. go, go give that record a listen. <laughs> all right, folks, you can find us on all of the internets. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the show at punk classrooms. You can find Mike at Mike R. Earnshaw. You can find me at Josh R. Buckley. We are super stoked because in just like three weeks uh, we are going to be at Teach Better 22 we are speaking uh, Friday morning at like 9.30 so if you're there find us, come check out the show we are stoked to share what we love about punk rock and education Uh, we're also going to be on Podcasters Row so if you are at Teach Teach Better 22, swing by the booth we want to talk to you, we want to interview we're going to do some live interviews while we're there we're super pumped about it, so October 14th and 15th in Ohio we will be there we're just going to listen to hawthorne heights the entire time uh while we're there (laughs) (laughs) so we are we are super stoked uh and as always thanks so much for tuning in head to the website punkrockclassrooms.com our merch table is there if you need some sweet gear uh as we're you can get a sweatshirt as the weather's starting to cool down hopefully where you're at uh as as we're approaching fall um i don't know what fall is in arizona but mike does in yeah we got it here it's been about Uh, 45 already (laughs) all right everybody Yep. All right, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you at the the show. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com we'll see you on the next episode